good news since we are going to talk about this anyway. I got a new job starting this next Thursday, so I'm excited. Let's, I actually have money again. Let's go, Gino. So you got now, Lockheed Black says we want GZ, we want GZ V Leedies, and GZ Uncrowned Tag Champs. That's true. Me and Geezy did lay it down tonight, Gino, but you're here. You got a new gig. What's the new gig? The new gig is another warehouse job, this time with Dashmark, which is different than Dash, but it's connected to uh, DoorDash, but it's a different place. Okay. Like it's like the marketing place that they do get their stuff from that only like certain states have currently, but it's going to keep growing in the next few months. That's what it sounds like, dude. Okay, good. So, okay, you got a new gig. Is that through a temp agency or is that direct hire? It was directly higher, but it's still going to be part-time, which does suck. But 30 hours, $14 an hour, not too bad. Just Dude, let's get Tyla Spita says, I just got food from Dash Mart. What? You helped Tyla already. Look, this is all cylindrical. Awesome. Okay, so Tyla and Gino are both taking advantage of Dash Mart in different ways. So what's the ultimate goal, though, Gino? Like, you don't want to work there forever. Like, let's try and do, like, a five-year plan. Like, where do you see yourself two years from now? Well, hopefully, if I get if I work here long enough and it does grow, we can actually have to be full time. So if it is like right now, part time, getting a full time gig, where I make fourteen, maybe fifteen dollars an hour, we're even out of here if it does not see any room for improvement in the next couple of years. So possibly look for another job that I can get more than fourteen dollars an hour in a warehouse. Dude, I, what's Jeezy says? Five year plan is clean the room. Dude, you got to get that room clean too. That'll definitely help. I'm so for full disclosure, I have a pad here, Gino. Let me get it on the camera. I usually write down stuff as I'm talking, and my pen broke. So now I'm kind of out here trying to remember what I'm going to say next, and I'm useless. Like, I really rely on this pen heavily because I am trying to map out your life, you know, because I, I know for me, like, when I think of the, my journey, it really was trying to find the ideal job, but it never got me to where I am now. Like, when I think of my job now, this isn't a, a field or an industry that I thought I would ever be in. I didn't know how to even find it or get to it. So once I got here and really bought into the company, I really, okay, I can see myself putting down roots here and staying here for multiple years and possibly for for, for 10 to 15 years. So my five-year plan kind of came to an end because I'm making more money than I ever have and I continue to make more money every single month. So now looking at your job, you're still at the part I think that I was at a few years ago where I just want to have a job. And I think that's kind of where you're at. Like, okay, I got the job, I got money, so instead of focusing on it, like, because what I was doing is I was trying to figure out how to make that dollar amount bigger, right? Like I started out at FedEx, I was making 12 bucks uh, in, a, in the retail stores, getting yelled at by people. Then I moved on to, I got promoted there. I got promoted like 1380 or 14, 1380 at first. And then I think 1420 is where I ended. Put that shit and I was even like a like a supervisor and I was making like 1380 or something. So Put that shit on. Oh my gosh, Ricardo, I can't drink this much water. Why doesn't Trovo limit them to how many waters? I'm gonna space this out through the entire Thank you, Ricardio. Oh my gosh, let's throw up a little bit. So, see, thank you, Ricardio. This is gonna play them all. This is gonna keep going. I'm about to turn off. The Put that shit on. Thank you, Ricardio. I'm gonna hear one more sip for Ricardio. Put that shit on. We're getting a b bomb. 
The AB bomb is no joke. Kevin always turns those off. I should just take suit. I take Put that do your dance, AB. Thank you, Ricardio. Good timing on that one. Put that shit on. Do your dance, Do your dance. Put that shit on. We're going to have to edit this part out now. There's so many hydrates. Thank you, Ricardio. I appreciate all of the hydrates. Now my stomach hurts from the consumption. But, yeah, you know, I was making like 14 bucks. Got promoted to corporate. Got bumped up to 19 bucks. Thought that was like the be-all, end-all. I got 19 bucks coming in. Then I got promoted. I got promoted to another supervisor role to $21 an hour, which I was pissed. I was furious. I couldn't believe. Like, I thought this was my dream career, and I was making like $21. And uh, moved positions at FedEx, made it kind of a lateral move, but I got more money. So I thought, okay, cool. I'm finally making more. And then I took that pizza box gig where I was making less money, but it had the potential for more. And now I'm finally at a place where I'm making the, the amount of money that I want to be making. And since it is commission-driven, I'm making more and more and more and more every fucking day. So I think that'll help you, too. Like, you're going to chase that dollar amount, but you really got to find a position that you can see yourself in for a long time that offers you the potential to earn more money as you go. And that's what I do need to get to eventually. But, yeah, right now I am in that mindset just to make that money so at least I have stuff that I can save and then work towards finding out what I really want to be doing, what I want my time to be really spent on with the whole work-life balance, which is basically it doesn't exist for the poor people right now. If that exists, like, you just work. You're wanting to work so you can make the money so you eventually have that work-life balance you could have. But I do want to get to that point eventually where I can have that and be able to use, like, what would be my personal time, my lifetime that can actually be used for work as well but not need to do it for work yeah want to do it. I, I i hate this the the culture that's like like work-life balance like no just work you're gonna earn a you're gonna earn an awesome life if you work a lot like that's kind of what people don't want to do is they like i see all the time like hustle culture is so toxic it's like no hustle culture rules i can make as much money as i fucking want possible like let's fucking go Make as much money as you can and then appreciate the time you do have off. Like people really make it a big deal. Like, no, I need to have at least eight hours of sleep and eight hours of family time. It's like, no, you need to work. Uh, you need to work 10 to 11 hours, stack fucking paper and then take a week off. Enjoy yourself like you're going to earn time off. You're going to get ready for retirement. I don't want to work life balance until I'm 80. I want to work and then live my life for the last 40 years in happiness. So. Uh, get into the stock market, you know, QQQ is up today. I mean, there's a lot of things going up today, but a lot of things still going down. So I'm like, I don't want to take that risk right now, but eventually I might look into like the possibility of passive income like that. The What's stock. the risk? What do you mean risk? Right now is the time to get in. The risk is when I bought in and it all fell apart. Now it's like, dude, buy it while it's cheap. But at the same time, I always wonder, like, if I do buy in when it's cheap, it's going to get cheaper and cheaper. I feel like when it goes really down and I go to, like, the place that I know, like, this will eventually go up and I know they're going to do so. Like, game developers, I'm like, if I go to their stocks, I wait till I get that low. Like, Activision Blizzard, if it keeps going lower and lower, when it gets, like, the lowest point, I can try and get the most stocks that I can actually do so to affect the gaming landscape by having, like, the most 
stocks in there because everyone's going to try to sell as soon as possible. But if you think it's going to go back up eventually, just buy it now. If you buy it now and you have the confidence that it's going to go up, don't worry if you buy it now and it's 10 cents cheaper tomorrow because you know that in five years from now it is going to go up. You don't want to try and find the bottom of the dip. You just want to buy it now because you have the confidence that it's going to go up. And are you really investing in like video games? Like, I think like metaverse and stuff, like even that's kind of proof that video games aren't as... Like as far as investable, like as far as investable, I think it's kind of hard to get behind any any video game right now. It like right now, yes, that's why I'm saying like it's gonna keep dipping slowly, and then when it gets like where I feel okay, this is the perfect time to invest because it's gonna go up because I'll see like what else is coming from these developers. Like again, Activision Blizzard, I do think is the biggest one that does have those big dips because Call of Duty always fails, but then there is points for the other games. That does Call of Duty always fail? That can't be right, Gino. We need to get you away from investing in video games. You got to invest in things that make money. Invesco QQQ takes care of all that for you. It's the easiest one to buy. It's got a pretty low, uh, it's got a low ratio. I'm just saying, dude, let's do that. Uh, I think that's what we got to do. So, uh, Gino, I'm glad you're back to work. Stay at work, though. Hustle culture is important. I know it sucks that you don't get to lay in bed and watch wrestling, but. You're going to have an apartment one day. You're going to live a life. Like right now, you're not living a life. You're just watching other people live their lives. You're watching other people fake fight. Like it's time to it's time to get. It's more fun to watch the fake fighting after I've been at work all day. Like that really, really makes it. That really makes it more enjoyable. So let's take a look at the world of professional wrestling, Gina. Speaking about getting paid, AEW is talking about buying out CM Punk's contract. Is it finally time? Did we finally get to what we were all kind of anticipating would happen is somebody's got to go. We got to get rid of somebody. So it was going to be CM Punk or it was going to be the EVPs. Are you shocked that it's CM Punk? Dave Meltzer is reporting that, no, nope, it's going to be him. I mean, that's still Dave, and I right now with where Dave is now, I don't know if I can believe him anymore. I try to believe everything he says, but I don't think he's that gospel anymore that he could tell the truth. So again, right now, I do feel Punk is the smart option, but right now with the whole deal they're going through with the whole, oh, you have to have a non-compete because there's a chance that he's interested in bringing him in, and Hunter might actually try to bring him in, but there's people telling Hunter, no, don't bring him in, even though this would be the biggest swerve in the entire century if we bring him in and have just one moment, not even in-ring, just have him show up would be the biggest moment and that's what AEW wants to not have happen with this non-compete possibility yeah and and with with such non-compete is it for wwe specifically is punk welcome back there like does triple h want to work with that guy triple h is the one that didn't get it like that's that's all i can think when when i think of cm punk's run in wwe at the end there triple h was the one who didn't want him to like that was holding him down, even though storyline in 2011 where Triple H had to beat him at Night of Champions. Like, there was never that time where Triple H was ready to put this guy in the main event. Like, how do we how do we go from me to, well, you know, like, people look at me and they see a wrestler, they see body, and they, and they get it. I, I don't know how they're going to do that with Punk. And, and that that's not a real quote, but that has to be exactly what he thinks, right? Like, this is Triple H. This is a guy who likes Austin Theory. How are we gonna? And even I'll even throw in a Tommaso Ciampa. There's smaller guys that have incredible bodies. How are you gonna go from uh, those to Punk? So I don't think Triple H likes Punk. I think he does to an extent. Like he understands like the impact it would have and how much it would help because he probably remembers WWE fucking backstage where that got a big rate because they saw CM Punk's gonna be there. That big big 
boost for them. So maybe he realizes, okay, since I worked NXT, I know these smaller guys could actually be big stars. I know like Johnny Gargano, Ali, all these guys were indie darlings coming up here. They were excited. We had these big moments that he probably realized, okay, Punk is just like them. If we have Punk here, it would be the biggest moment. And that might be what Tony Khan sees. Like, he's going to try to take my star. He's going to try to take my moment. So if we have a non compete, people might forget about Punk and they might not be as interested in him anymore. Do you know, after that, that, show, that backstage show failed miserably. What do you mean, had a huge rating? Like, like no, it didn't have a huge rating. Nobody watched backstage on FS1. Like, it, And maybe you did, and maybe a couple of people in that Reddit you don't want to tell us about did, or your your Discord you never want to tell us about did. But I'm just saying as far as ratings go and expectations, adding CM Punk didn't do shit. Like, it really didn't. That show would still be going on. Malachi Black says Triple H doesn't want that skinny fat ass. He can't help EG know you fucking Mark. It do, you do sound like a huge Triple H Mark, by the way. Like, no, Triple H probably loves CM Punk now. Like, no, he, he never liked CM Punk, and he probably wouldn't get it now. And you look at guys like Ciampa and Gargano, they are still in really good shape. And they play ball. This fucking CM Punk guy doesn't play ball. He doesn't play their type of ball. He plays his own ball, and it's the old CM Punk that people don't like because he's the selfish asshole that I, I've i become a fan of because I understand CM Punk. I understand the piece of shit he is, and I appreciate it. The G-Spot says he's a mini-me Triple H with DHA hammer. He needs a hammer. Uh, yeah, you do love Triple H. That's just you now. You're you everything. It's always Triple H apology stuff. It seems like it's coming for you. Like The, the Judgment Day has been awful for months, but you kind of have a little more forgiveness for them. Because Triple H is in charge now. Like if, if Vince was still in charge, you'd be telling me how boring that promo was last night. But since Dominic, since it's Triple H and Dominic said Eddie Guerrero's name, oh no, it was amazing. And it was here's the irritating part <laughs> is Rhea Ripley. They're pushing Rhea Ripley as they should be. Rhea Ripley is a killer. She's beating up Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows. They're all getting beaten the fuck up by Rhea, who's the star of this team. And we gotta bring in another star. But now we sadly know Ava Reigns is not the star. She is on NXT now. The Rock's daughter is not gonna be on WWE for a little bit. She's in NXT. No, uh, I'm just throwing this out there. Rhea Ripley sucks. So all right, here's. So here's the top ten moments from Raw last night, uh, and that include it's the first this, the image that I saw was with your girl Rhea Ripley. Hey, who the hell is this? I just took out an official. Who the hell? Top ten, Gino. Oh, this is awesome! This the original is, bro. Where's the judgment? Day? Give, give me the promo. Hot by the streak. Why is Baron? Why does Baron Corbin wear that? That looks so shitty. Do you like that? Do you like his outfit? I like that we're pushing Baron Corbin. The outfit doesn't matter. It's Baron Corbin finally getting pushed thanks to JBL being finally getting pushed. Either. This guy's been jamming on our throats on three different occasions. Yeah, but this is going to be the big push. He has the wrestling god as his mouthpiece. Bear Corbett probably doesn't want to talk. He's not as good as talking as JBL, so it's their way to push him. This generation's Eddie Guerrero. This guy looks like the biggest fucking douchebag ever. Like, I know we give Sammy Guevara a lot of shit. This guy is a worse version of Sammy Guevara, and that's hard to do. Look at him. He probably watches Sammy Guevara footage and says, if I could just channel that. This guy is better than Sammy Guevara. That's the thing. He's taller. He's stronger. He's the future more than Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is going to fail. Dom is going to be successful. Sammy at least has some bicep muscles. This guy's arms look like fucking spaghetti. 
Eddie Guerrero was his generation's Dominic Mysterio. Oh, I wish it had more of the promo because it was so bad. I'm going to have to pull it up on Hulu. So when you were watching it last night, you're like, this is good shit. This is the best Judgment Day has ever been. And I, the best part was like when we had the OC confronting them. We had Carl Anderson, Bright Lights, the machine gun, talking shit, talking him down and being the babyface because he had to be a babyface in this moment, even though he's the best as a heel. Love machine gun. But that, I asked you why you like the Judgment Day, and your answer was you like machine gun. Yes, the OC is why I like the Judgment Day right now. It's because this program we have right now is setting up for something big for who's going to be able to confront and take down Rhea Ripley. Who's going to be the woman? We don't know who their woman will be. It could be Charlotte Flair because the whole mixed match challenge that AJ Styles, they were a team. We could go all back to that or something else, but we're going to see someone joining the OC. But the Judgment Day suck. So, like, out of everything you're saying, it makes, like, it, like... I have to at least be enjoying the Judgment Day to get to that level with you, and I'm not. Like, argue with results. I love Alter Bridge, and I hate this song now. Like, just how forced douchey this whole thing is. And and TBH, I turned the show off after this. Like, I was I was in the disc. Like, so here's my here's my brain, you know. I'm like, okay, the game starts right now, and so does Raw. Which one do I watch? And I thought, you know what? I'm a wrestling journalist. I have to watch Raw. And I put it on, and this was the first thing that I saw. And I have, like, a rule. When Raw opens with this shitty purple lighting in these four mid-carders, I'm fucking done. Turn it off. All right, that's up to you. That's your decision. You don't like the Dungeon Day at all. I've been able to enjoy Finn Balor having fun, Rhea Ripley being the star of this group, and... Dominic just being the future that we're trying to push. And hopefully, again, I'm being optimistic with Dominic. We're, he's doing well, and we're just being waiting and waiting for WrestleMania where we have Ray versus Dominic. You're such a Triple H, Mark. You literally just said, we're pushing so-and-so. Like, a couple months ago, they hate this, and they don't want to try this. They don't like this. Now you're at the point where you're saying, Malachi we're pushing Black says, Gino, why do you like Judgment Day? Well, Carl Anderson is awesome. Love Machine Gun. We do love Machine Gun. Just even like the fake facials. Last week, AJ found out what mommy's known all along. No, just to be clear, this is the same Rhea Ripley that had that feud with Charlotte that was like, I only did to you, Charlotte, what you would do to me. So this is who you like on purpose, right? Yes, she is the Hulk Hogan of this year's generation. What, the Hulk Hogan? You mean the Sterling Golden? This is when Hogan had a fucking hairy heart shaved into his chest before Vince McMahon turned him into the red and yellow. The, Rhea Ripley sucks. So wait, you actually like Rhea Ripley on purpose? Hell yeah, I love Rhea Ripley. She's been great ever since NXT. And now they're trying to make her not as redeemable, but I still love Rhea because I'll always remember and see NXT when I see Rhea. Yeah, we're trying, to, we're trying to get people to boo her. She's doing it all on her own. Trying to get through to you thick skulled dimwits. So this is good to you? Like you're liking this? Like look at the other people. Look at look at Damian Priest's annoying smile. Look at Finn Balor's annoying smile. They know this sucks. Everyone's on their phone during this segment. And I love how they keep saying we run raw. Like they think they own this show. No belts and no victories. Why do we keep pretending this is a dominant faction? 
that's the whole point. That's the irritating part of it is that they're a dominant faction without anything. They don't have anything to prove their dominant tactic or dominant faction. So that's what makes this fun to me is that they're nothing. They're just a fucking loser group that try to think that they're badasses. I actually find humor and fun in this. Gino, just because you're relating to these guys doesn't mean it's good, all right? The rest of us want to watch the NWO. The rest of us want to watch the OC. The rest of us want to watch. I'll even take a dark order at this point. Like we need these these this group doesn't have anything, and they're the, the, wrestling psychology. This is a faction that was excited when Dominic turned on Ray and Edge after they had already lost the match to Ray and Edge. Like, where is the logic in this? At the end of the day, aren't we trying to win wrestling matches? Well, they again, they are all about the mind games. It took advantage. They didn't mind losing one battle so they could win the war. That was so point. They understood they won the war after Dominic turned on. Yeah, but they could have won the battle. It, the battle ended three seconds before. Like I understand if you, like if it, like I understand it. Like Bully Ray at the wedding and the Aces and Eights wedding, he had to take a beating because in a couple weeks he was winning the title. Like it made sense, you know. And like you're saying, we I lost this battle so I could win the war. This was literally like you. We lost the battle even though we knew we were gonna win the war. St- six seconds later if we would have just won the battle and the war we would be a dominant faction we'd have a victory over edge and Rey mysterio we still don't have that we never got that we got a victory over edge because we beat up his wife but that's that's where this group is ray's on smackdown now so this group has no purpose and you can't sugarcoat it with aj styles and carl anderson to make me think this is a good show. And also, why are we having an impromptu match to start this off? Like, we know everyone's dressed to wrestle. Let's just announce matches when they're going to happen beforehand. Well, they did announce that we were going to have Carl Anderson and Finn Balor on Twitter. So that was already announced. This was not a impromptu match. Stop doing stuff on Twitter. Tell me on the show. I don't, like, I, I'm a we casual. Monday Night Raw. We run Monday Night Raw. We tell them all the time. We haven't won shit. Oh, oh. And another thing that AJ found out for himself is that Dominic Mysterio is all man. Those are fake boobs, right? Nobody actually gives a shit. One of the greatest matches of all time. AJ Styles faced off against my man Dom. Come on, Gino. Nobody likes this. My man, Dom. Even Finn Balor hates this shit. Finn's trying to have fun. That's the whole point. Finn's enjoying himself because he doesn't care. He understands how bad this is. We're going to get through this eventually. Finn's going to be the real prince we know him to be. It's going to be great. We got to get through this, though. The rough patches, or we're going through. We're just having fun with it until we get to the real light at the end. Oh, dude. Hasn't this rough patch been going on since Mania? Like, this is the longest rough patch. This is a rough year. It's no longer a patch. When does it stop being a patch? It'll stop being a patch when we get to WrestleMania where we have Dom versus Ray. Let's just watch this whole thing. I don't know if I can make it. Like, this should be a cringe challenge. And a phenomenal AJ Styles crumbled under the pressure against the legendary Dominic Mysterio. Ugh, the fake laughing is so terrible. That's right. And that brings me to my favorite time of the night. When you all rise. Oh, 
Look how quiet they all are. <laughs> Wait, you all rise. It's just like fucking who cares? And then I said we all rise. Hit the button to make the crowd noise. show respect for the greatest luchador in the history of this business Dominic Mysterio <laughs> Sammy Guevara I don't know dude like every, like when Raw opened with that as soon as Dom started like Dom actually cuts the greatest promo of Dom's career of Dom's career all right not the best ever it's of Dom's career so the bar is low uh, it looks like he's he's better at Malachi playing this Malachi Black says, I want to like Finn, but Judgment Day is the fucking worst. Gino, I'm Australian, and even I hate Rhea. Rhea stinks. You guys don't actually like Rhea. You like the idea of a buff chick. Like, it's just a fetish you guys all have. But when she starts talking and wrestling, you guys realize it's not working. She's better. She was way better in NXT as just being Australian, Charlotte. Like, this character sucks. It's not about the characters. We're getting through Judgment Day. Judgment Day is eventually going to end. We're going to get them all singles. We're going to get punishment Martinez as the singles. Tyler Speedy says champion. her new attire makes her butt look great. That's it. Yeah, well, any, anyone with short shorts looks awesome, right, Gino? I would agree. But, yes, what I'm saying is we're going to have all three of these great, four of these great stars in a singles run eventually. But right now we just got to get through this rough patch. And hopefully at the end of the year, WrestleMania, we can get a big moment where Judgment Day becomes a real threat. To you the know, w we watch w this show every week, though. This is a weekly show. Why would we purposely have multiple bad months of television to get to WrestleMania? Like, why don't you just make a good show? It's not like we watch other shows and go, oh, this is awful. Hopefully it gets better. Like, I turn that shit off. Wrestling's the only thing that we're being so forgiving towards. And I'm always forgiving to like even to like bad movies, bad horror movies. Like I could see these guys like they're intentionally having this overacting, bad acting, intentionally like it's like a bad horror movie, a bad movie, just B movie actors. Movies they're are ninety the minutes. They care what they're giving. Movies are ninety minutes. This has been going on for like six months. But each show is like only like what twenty minutes of the show, so it's like twenty minutes each week. I can watch like a B movie for like twenty minutes to see then good wrestling on the rest of the show. There, so you thought the rest of the show was good. I was able to enjoy most of this show on Monday Night Raw this week, guess. Dude, I don't know, man. I, I like Every time we talk wrestling, you make me hate it more now. You're a Triple H apologist, which we've established now because we are trying to do these things. Like, even Impact has been shitty. Like, Impact is so bad. Did you hear the Bobby Fish promo that I always bring up? It's where he's cutting a promo in front of a bunch of crickets. We don't need to worry about the Bobby Fish promo. We got to worry about it. We finally have a new tag team champions, which is what we're glad for. We finally know what tag team did beat the OGK. And it's the best tag team a Impact has right now. No, it's not. They have the most. They have the Motor City Machine Guns, and Heath and Rhino are the tag champs. So former WWE guys are the tag champs of Impact Wrestling. Does this just signal that the Motor City Machine Guns aren't here for the long haul? They pretty much know that Alex Shelley might leave like he's done multiple times before. But Chris Saban's going to stay here, so he might go for that exhibition title that Kazarian relinquished. Dude, and where is James Storm? James Storm most likely is going back to NWA for all we know. I don't, I don't really follow him as much as like I used to. Oh, but yeah, he might be going anywhere else. EC3 is in NWA still. It's, I, I don't know, Gino. I just, I, I raw started. I just thought, what a fucking disaster. Like, and I've been listening to something to wrestle with 
And they do talk about like 1980s and 2000s WWE. And I just remember how fun the entire show was. Like uh, the, even the draft episode and the invasion angle, like all these shitty storylines that they can bring up were still awesome back then. Like they still, and it wasn't like, oh, we're doing this shitty thing on purpose to get to something good. Like, no, we're just going to make the shitty thing good. Like that's what a lot of the talent did. So if you are a Finn Balor with your fake laughs and you are a Rhea Ripley and a, What's his name? Dean Priest, Damian Priest. These guys, like, they should be doing better than this. Dom is doing all right. Dom sucks, but this is pretty good. So whenever Rhea and all these guys have these fake smiles and they're just a bunch of jobbers, why do we watch this? It's to see where it goes. That's something deep down we want this to do well. We want to see them all succeed. So we want to see the possibility of where this goes. And right now I'm being Try to stay positive with the idea with this OGK, I not OGK, the OC having this big mode with them at fucking Crown Jewel and possibly getting this new member of the OC either at Crown Jewel or the Monday Night Raw after. Oh, to continue man. the story. Oh man! Oh, we're gonna have to keep it going. Even you're like, oh, let's keep it moving. And we gotta set up for Survivor Series somehow in war games. We know we're gonna have a men's war games and a women's war games. So we gotta see what we're gonna do for the men's side. We could be Judgment Day versus the OC. We could do something else. We're gonna have damage control versus like raw superstars where most likely Sasha and Naomi come back to team with Bianca and maybe even Charlotte for all we know to set up for damage control as opponents. Dude, it's so and even that, like I know that we're building to that, and that still doesn't even sound good. Like, it's really frustrating that damage control is still, like, they're really forcing that one, you know? And then they're forcing the good guy tag team. Like, they're just trying to they're trying to make shit work. And, like I, like, I guess I'm with you where it's like, I respect it. But it's also stupid. It also sucks. So, um, haven't been a big fan recently. Uh, Halloween Havoc happened this weekend, you know? What'd you think of that? I would say we really enjoy Halloween Havoc. We had probably the best ladder match of the entire year with that opening match for the North American title that they always do when a title is vacant. We just had the big North American title ladder match, and obviously we would enjoy every single moment of it. For Wesley, finally getting his big moment to finally be a singles champion. It was a great moment. Did you know that uh, – uh, I was going to say Nash Carter. Did you know Zach Wentz is like still wrestling in places? Like You know how wrestlers, when they get canceled, they really do seem to disappear or they work at Disneyland. I didn't know Zach Wentz is like still taking bookings. He's having matches. He looks in, he's in great shape too. He is, and he's Malachi Steven Black says Myron Gino Reed. spent all weekend trying to tell everyone Halloween Havoc was great, and we told him it sucked dick. <laughs> yeah, because you all weren't really able to enjoy the amazing ladder match that we all were able to witness that night. But yeah, I saw that Zachary Wentz is teaming with the other rascal, Myron Reed, since he's also dressed like indie darling. Now he can't really get signed anywhere for some reason. You know, he's really good MLW. Maybe he signed MLW, so he's stuck with just them and Indy signs before he gets free and hopefully goes to AEW. When was Myron Reed in the Rascals? Again, he's been part of like, the whole group. It was like the four of them, they called themselves like the Rascals, but even though the real Rascals were an impact, were just Wes, Myron Reed, not Myron Reed, Trey Miguel, and Zachary Wentz. But yeah, they, they, he was technically a part of the group originally. I think Myron Reed is part of Injustice with Jordan Oliver. Duh. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, they were all part of Ohio is for Killers. Is that what you're talking about? OI4K. Um, is Myron Reed from Ohio? He's not from Ohio. I think he is from like one small part of Ohio, but he's not from the real Ohio, from OVE, the real Ohio group 
OVE versus everything. OI4K, that's where OVE came from. Uh, Sammy Callahan just didn't want to use OVE or OI4K when they got into Impact. Uh, where is Myron Reed from? Not that it matters, but uh, he's awesome, and he's the young goat, and I remember you trying to tell me Leo Rush was better than him, and Leo Rush sucks. Um, he's great, and I'm looking forward to fu- the fucking battle riot, though. He's from Leo Kentucky, Rush you know. Kentucky's near Ohio, but it's not Ohio. So he's not part of that. Uh, Wesley, so Wesley won the ladder match. I didn't even actually watch this event, so maybe I will need to check this out. Um, why is Apollo Crews still wasting his time in here? He's doing his best like they'll push this great talent. Because, yeah, he had this really, again, it was weird the first half of the match, this casket match with Mr. Grayson Waller. But it ended up being good when we realized, okay, we have to continue this. Because the fucking first cast, they had this weak-ass, like, real wooden, bare-bones, basic bitch casket and we had apollo cruz go through the casket but it was through the door so the door is broken and they're like so the match is over because he can't close the casket because casket's already closed but then we had apollo cruz lights went out and then more druids came out with a better casket that was going to be the finished casket so yeah for some reason we had a weird ass like finish that wasn't a finish to set up for apollo to get the win because of the false finish we had earlier in the match is jd mcdonough a name so that they can kind of hide the jordan devlin allegations and stuff yes it is not jordan devlin it's jd mcdonough complete different character he's a sadomasochistic character who's just a manipulator and all about mind games he's the best character he's ever been they're doing that though because he has those sex allegations right isn't he like that are just allegations there and there's no legitimacy to it's just allegations yes yeah well no i hate you know i'm with you right bros bros will be bros but uh, even Ric Flair, those are just allegations. So with with J.D. McDonough, okay, changed his name. I'm with it. So that triple threat match, Il- Ilya Dragunov not leaving with the belt. Uh, what's his future, though? Because he's not really – does he see like a main roster guy, Ilya Dragunov? Like not having NXT UK does make me wonder where some of these main eventers in, other, in like NXT UK, where they fit in America, in American wrestling. Well, here just tonight in the main event, we had J.D. McDonough fighting Ilya Dragunov, and he was able to get the big win over Ilya, but being the shit out of Ilya to the point that he cannot continue, and he was actually stretched out, so we're going to see where his future does hold. If he is like injured and being killed off of NXT to be put onto the main roster, or if he's going to have a big return later for the NXT title. Oh, that sounds awful. So, okay, and then... Uh... I'm trying to think of what else. Like, so is as far as WWE goes right now, you're you're on board with most of the stuff, right? Like, you're a Triple H mark. You're thinking that NXT's doing well, Raw's doing well, SmackDown's doing well. Like, the only let, let's go to Impact. Are you still happy with what's been going on in Impact Wrestling? Because I think for me, this is the number one. Like, oh, wrestling's dead because Impact sucks. It is a low point for Impact, but we do have some promise, some moments that were like exciting, some nice things we're going to see for the future. Like, again, we have Taylor Wilde, Mickey James finally going to have a one on one match they never had a chance to have, which is going to be exciting. And then we're also going to have Jordan Grace, so we're having this knockouts title match that Mickey James may finally have, which part of me does see now that maybe Mickey James does beat her and becomes champion now because of how this last rodeo has been going. Like, that's the one interesting story alongside the whole bully rate thing is he a good guy bad guy again what is he doing is he attacking these people is he just trying to take advantage of people just so he gets his moment to be champion one more time and it's irritating to that point 
to that point, but it's also impact. Like it just like like you have to really sell yourself on why that's exciting. Like oh man, like because it just even as you're saying it out loud, I'm like losing interest. I'm like damn, impact really has fallen. Malachi Black says Taylor Wilde. I thought she was dead. Impact has nothing good. Yeah, like I even really liked Josh Alexander, but even what they're doing with him now, kind of making him look like an idiot with bully and and Kazarian coming after him. They are trying to give him a rub of like, oh, these are impact legends that he's fighting with. But like, I don't know. He should just beat him. Remember he was the walking weapon. Do I always have to mention that? He used to be just an ass kicker. And now he's just like your neighbor. But he is still an ass kicker. He's going to beat all both of them. No problem. He's going to beat Kazarian. Then maybe then that's when bully cashes in it hard to kill. And then he's going to beat bully and have no problem being just a walk. we beating everyone. Just being the most dominant champion in any wrestling promotion today. Oh man. Okay. We, we can, we can get through this. So impact does return to access TV this Thursday. I will. So I didn't even finish this previous one. I kind of skimmed through it. I was like, no, nope, I don't want to watch the show. So I will watch this show, Gino, because we got some big events coming up in November, don't we? I mean, uh, I think uh, Full Gear, what's before, like on the, the weekend of Full Gear, there's an Impact show, and then there's a Full Gear, and I'm sure GCW has something going on. GCW has a WWE thing, don't they? I believe that that was all fake. Like, there was first, there was tweets by Joey Jello telling people to watch Monday Night Raw and all this shit, like just troll tweets from Joey. And I think that's what caused, like, Dave to report, oh, there's some type of relation between Dave and GCW, but it was all just, I thought, just troll tweets. But people are saying, like, it could be a legitimate thing, but I don't think it is. I think it's all fake. All right, well, here's yes. here's from our friends at Fightful Select. By the way, go subscribe to Fightful Select. You get wrestling news right to your inbox. Um, it was reported recently that something is going on between the two companies, and GCW Joey Janela had been promoting WWE on his Twitter when Fightful Select reached out to WWE, a representative neither confirmed nor denied reports of a deal. The rep added that they're in favor of people telling other people to watch WWE programming, which Janela has been doing over social media. Uh, GCW owner uh, Greg Lauderdale, I know it's Brett, you know, I always say it wrong, has said an announcement concerning a GCW streaming platform will be made uh, between now and November 1. Uh, you can keep up with all your wrestling news, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, Maybe this is to create some sort of buzz. Maybe more eyes are going to be on GCW because it does help to link yourself to WWE, obviously the number one wrestling company in the world. So it could just be smoke and mirrors. Maybe a guy like Joey Janela kind of started a rumor, but uh, it was neither confirmed nor denied. So what does that mean? That could just mean, hey, play along and make it seem like we are, or no, we are, but like we're not going to tell you on the phone. That's the whole thing because we don't. I feel it absolutely has to be them just faking it, like being like, "Yeah, it's it could be something, could be nothing." So we're not gonna say yes or no because there was that one picture of Brett with Stephanie. People like going back to that from like a year or two ago, be like, "Oh, they were at least face to face at one point. They could have like made some type of deal back then." But I still feel it's all just smoke and mirrors bullshit, and just Joey Janela being the smart wrestling mind that he is, knowing that he could take advantage of what could be coming in November one for their streaming service for GCW. So you're thinking this is just a GCW? publicity stunt because wwe gains nothing from this right of course they gain nothing it would just be gcw so joey Janela knows he's just hitch his wagon to WWE and pretend like oh yeah i'm all for WWE. watch the show just like mjf does but joey Janela does it better on twitter than mjf how do people like it's so funny there's all these wrestling internet sites like you think of the pro wrestling torch in the in uh wrestling observer newsletter 
Because even this website is just, uh, according to Wade Keller of PW Torch, at least one person is a hard no on Punk returning to the company, even if it's good for business. The report reads, and then here's exactly what Wade Keller puts out. Paul Levesque, which I hate that they all call him that, while he thinks Punk personality-wise might be more trouble than he's worth, has shown a history of recognizing wrestlers who are over with today's fans that he himself might have, might not have predicted would be over. Somebody who is currently in WWE and is within the sphere of influence of Paul Levesque, uh, his decision-making would be a hard no. As of me asking this person today, a hard no on endorsing the return of CM Punk, even if it would help business. So, I mean, this is this could be from the source. We're not interested in in any CM Punk returning to our WWE, you know. It could be, but at the same time, there were reports that already, like, sometime rumors that that person was X-Pac, and he may at least again have speak to Triple H in his ear, but I'm sure Triple H would still be like, I understand what's better for business, and what truly is best is to have CM Punk for that moment, if we are able to get him after this non-compete, if he does have a non-compete. Is it, is it the best? Is that the best for business, to bring CM Punk in? After all this stuff that's going on with the buzz around him and the shit that may have happened or may not, because maybe this was a work that turned more into a shoot with CM Punk, it would still be like a big moment. Have CM Punk, this man we never thought would come back to him. He said he would never, ever return. Finally really does return to WWE for one night. That could just be like the biggest pop for their ratings they would ever have. What if I told you that everybody at my work like doesn't know the AEW? Like a lot of people watch wrestling. I'm I'm finding out like a lot of people watch the show, but when they ask me about AEW, it is like isn't that where Jericho wrestles? Like people know what AEW is, they just don't they don't know about the brawl out. You know, we're in this such this wrestling bubble. We're assuming, and I think everybody that watches AEW watches WWE. I don't think everybody that watches WWE watches AEW. I, I at that funeral I was at last week, most of the people there who watch wrestling did not watch AEW for reasons that I can't understand. Like a lot of the coronet reasons, you know, they kind of give. Well, I don't really like the storytelling. I don't think it makes sense. Well, like just kind of be they they recite what they think they hear, but I I don't think bringing Punk in, especially with, like with the fans that you already have. I don't know if Punk's bringing on any new people. Like what is Hambino going to come back and watch WWE now? I'm sure there are fans again, just like with Bray Wyatt. He has like a cult following of people that will Malachi follow Black says, Fuck CM Punk is a washed hack. He was never good. We all remember mean? when he was champ in 2008. That sucked. But you're you're the cult following. You're the one who was like doing the White Rabbit shit. You were watching wrestling anyway. I, again, I don't think Bray left and people left. And now that he's back, they're back. The numbers were the same. Numbers were down for SmackDown. And they also went up for SmackDown when we had like the White Rabbit tease of the time. That also was the date. So people like that was one of the record highs they had for SmackDown recently was that SmackDown, which ended up being Killer Cross telling the fans that he fooled you, that we fooled all of you about all this should make you think it was the White Rabbit. It wasn't because it was all setting up for Bray Wyatt's return to Extreme Rules. <laughs> so the thought so of Bray Wyatt did more for the ratings than Bray Wyatt. Yes, that did a lot more <laughs> than Bray Wyatt's actual return. When Bray Wyatt finally returned, yeah, the ratings were... They did not skyrocket like they did for that date and time. They didn't skyrocket, though. They just they had a better number than typically. And that could be a combination of things. There was no baseball on that night. There was no basketball yet. So th th there's several reasons why that could have been a big rating for them. Yes, and I just believe it's because of Bray Wyatt. I think it's all lasting because of Bray Wyatt. And when we have CM Punk back, that's going to be another reason where we're going to have a big boost in the race, whichever show he's going to show up on, if he shows back up in WWE at all.
Here's another reason why I hate Impact. Johnny Swinger signs a one-year extension with Impact Wrestling. Like that's guys like OGK sign like 90-day contracts. All these people are only allowed to stay for a cup of coffee. But by God, we got to get Johnny Swinger extended for another year. Yeah, we got Johnny Swinger PCO back. It's going to be another great year for wrestling because two legends that we have, living legends that actually are legends, just like Sting. And, you know, I can appreciate Sting now because we have Johnny Swinger and PCO to make me realize, you know, Sting is up there with them. He's a living legend just like them. But Johnny Swinger's the man. He's going to be the greatest part. And him with Zicky Dice, that means Zicky Dice could also be extended another year. So Zicky's got a career still with Impact. But why are these the guys we extend? Like, why don't we try and extend OGK? Why don't we extend the good brothers like how come a lot of the really top tier talent is allowed to leave maybe that's it maybe the top tier talent we know we can't keep them but johnny swinger he's not going to be able to go anywhere we might as well extend him but also i do think like some of the top tier talents say no to the contracts that they just want to like go somewhere else that they know they've had offers because people do tamper like find out okay is their contract almost done with impact it is so then they talk to them even when they're not supposed to whether it be AEW or WWE. But does that still mean, like, if you're still, why not sign a year contract then? Why do we sign these really short-term contracts? Like, remember TJP? Remember? He's not there anymore. Like, we just, we let people just disappear off of this brand that desperately needs big stars. And again, with TJP, that could have been the whole kind of reason why like austin aries isn't anywhere is because the whole social media aspect like that people don't agree with him so like uh maybe it, he might be too difficult to work with but also again tjp is great so i'm sure like he's still gonna show up at fucking battle riot for all we know being there for the next mw event but yeah like there's gonna be with impact i'm saying like Maybe they realize, yeah, these big stars, we can't afford everyone, even though we have pretty much all the money in the world, thanks to Anthem. But they're not going to use it all because they know, like, they have a longer-term plan that they are hoping to do with some of their own homegrown talent by keeping them for longer. But and by and by difficult on, on Twitter, that shouldn't matter. I mean, there's so many people that have sketchy pasts and sketchy backgrounds. We got Tommy Dreamer back on the show finally. Like, there's all these... Like someone, you can be a Republican, Gino. Is that really like? Oh, he was controversial. He was tweeting his beliefs. I, it's possible it's that. Maybe it's something more that we don't know about. Maybe he did a Congo Kong, just took people's money without anyone even knowing, or other type of big bad shit, like even a Michael Elgin situation. We don't know anything about TJP. He's made <laughs> so, sure so he's be guilty. silent. He's guilty until proven innocent, or what, what do you mean? Why? Why? I don't know. We don't know what the situation is. We never will know unless TJP speaks up why he's not working anywhere. Why are we not getting one of the best cruiserweights in wrestling? Because they're not offering him. They're not. They're do what you can to bring this guy in and keep him there. Like you're, they let people go. It's not. If it was just TJP, I would agree with you. But there's several talent. Brian Cage. We always have to run down the list. You know, there's a whole Johnny Nitro. Taya Valkyrie was allowed to leave. Like all of these people. Uh, well, Tessa got fired. All these people bail on Impact, and then we wonder why they're not there. It's not like we make up allegations for everyone else. Like, TJP should be there, and for some reason, he's just not. And that's the whole thing is maybe he just choose not to sign. Maybe Impact does say, like, okay, you could have, like, this extension, but maybe it's less money. So they're like, no, and they'll just try to find somewhere else. So, again, we don't know, like, what happened with William Mack, why he didn't resign, or jake something when he was getting kind of a big a little bit of a push so there are people that do like malachi black like, says devin best tv champ 
<laughs> Devon rules. Devon, like the champion that they eventually just forgot all about, but they still had it on their fucking website. That oh, Devon's TV champ. He's not been on TV for months. Yeah, that was the best time. But TV. when but when we bring up uh, like he, he so and he, I'm even reading right here. TJP was never even signed to Impact, is what it says right here. Like he had just been wrestling for them on probably a per night basis. And there was never a contract that was extended. So just imagine that. TJP is an X-Division champion. He's having some of the best matches on your shows. And you don't even offer him a contract. You're just like, yeah, we'll just pay uh, we'll, a paper date kind of situation. And then once he, like, uh, he was released by Impact, like, no, he just never had a contract. But was he ever contracted with the actual MLW? Because I know, like, their contracts are very strict with being contracted so maybe he only worked like day by day basis because of MLW's contract so he's a work around that to work impact around as, as well as MLW well when you're doing impact in MLW you're working for a place that you only work at one or two days a month because they record all their TVs all in bulk so you can work at both of those places for sure you can work in Japan and you can work in Mexico like that's really how you have to grind it out on the indies is find a, find an impact because you can do a bunch of TVs all at once so you're a TV star, but then you're using that fame to go book shows on the indies. So, and there's a ton of there's a ton of indies out there that he's probably working that isn't being like reported on this website. But he even says right here he's a member of the United Empire, so he's doing big things. I guess we just don't see him. Yeah, he's just probably working New Japan Strong, and neither of us do follow Strong. Like we maybe should if we want to know where TJP is, because that's where he probably would work. Is still in America. <laughs> He's the current IWGP Junior Tag Team Champion. What are we talking about? He's he's doing big things over there for TJP, but that uh, that doesn't translate to Impact. Like Impact should remember Impact was the number two. I watch these Marquee D videos with like I hate the main event Mafia, but with the main event Mafia and you kind of remember that era of oh my gosh, like this was WCW. This was not as good as WWE. Obviously, it has a smaller budget, but it's where all the wrestlers would go once they left WWE. Now Impact, we're like begging for guys to go there. Like, please don't go to AEW. Please come to Impact. And that's why hopefully we will see more people coming to Impact. Realize that AEW is not really the place to be because, yes, there's all the possibility, like the backstage. We don't know if it's all true or real like or fake. The whole thing, like it's all better there there is a lot of drama and all this shit like the fights again the all the brawl out we don't know if that was all legitimate still but apparently yes we do the it investigation was. is going <laughs> it's finishing up and the elite seem to be coming back soon so they're good so yeah it was punk's fault punk's gone a steel's gone so at least we know that is real I like parts of it are real. We, we knew that it everything. was. We know that it was. You're still holding on to this. Like it was a work. Like no, clearly this long and this and this little payoff. It was clearly clearly real. You don't sit next to your boss and trash the company for an hour and then fight with the other employees and then oh maybe it was fake. Again, we don't know how it no, all No, we started. do. Why do you keep thing. saying that? That's why I look forward to the investigation. We We're going to find out who did it. I'm telling you. So, again, you think the kid, they did kick down the door. Do you think the door was unlocked? There's the other report saying the door was unlocked. They were just aggravated. They were going to punch Punk. 
but Punk punched first, or was it self-defense? There's all the different sides. We don't know which one's the absolute truth until the investigation comes I don't give a fuck the about the part. door. I'm saying that Punk talked a bunch of shit about these guys who created this company for him to come and work at, and then he threw a punch at them, so it doesn't matter. Open the fucking door, whether it's locked or we kicked it down. Don't Taka start says, CM scum sucks, stay gone for good. Yeah, why do you keep pretending like that's the big detail that matters? Did they kick that door down? The important thing is, yeah, who knows who was the aggressor in that situation? Punk was possibly Punk. defending He was on the microphone for an hour talking shit. It was just 20 minutes, not an hour. Let's go give it that, like, 25 minutes, so not even that long. He not was talking even that shit, long. He was defending himself with all the allegations that all these reporters, these so-called reporters, were talking shit about him doing that he never did, and they were, like, constantly making these reports. Of him. So he finally had a chance to speak about it without anybody fucking lying and trying to take his words out of context. He was pissed off, and he had every reason to be pissed off. Did he? Yes, all the allegations, all the reports before all out, when we were like, oh, CM Punk caused Cole Cabana to lose his job. It's CM Punk's fault. So CM Punk finally had so a chance he, to speak up. So Punk truthfully. had a right to be mad about that. And he took that opportunity to trash Cole Cabana, bring up his mom, trash Hangman Page, trash the Young Bucks. He had the right to do that because he was upset. He finally had a chance to speak up and speak the truth. Yeah, TK should have actually done something more instead of kind of agree with him. And there are moments where you do see Tony kind of like nodding, almost in agreement about yeah. all this shit when it comes to like the EVP. So maybe there is a part of it like TK knows. No, he's probably the sitting there nodding kind of like, mm -hmm, keep talking like this, you fuck. You're going to get fired by the end of the night. Like, that's probably what he was doing. Like, you, we do that to you all the time, Gino. Like, it's. It's so obvious. I don't know how you side with Punk. I don't know why you love Triple H so much. You're a different person here. Put that shit on. I am a very different person. That's the whole thing. I am a real Punk sympathizer. Triple H, he's doing well. We have HBK running NXT, having this great show. We have the Rock Star. Black Barbetta says, Gino, you really are a dipshit. They aren't going to buy Punk out of his multi-million dollar contract because of a work, you heavy breathing idiot. This, it's going to be a work. You realize this until we know for certain if this is all just fake reports that the EVPs are trying to buy out his contract and it turns out it's going to turn to work with the Elite versus Punk. It could all be fake. I'm still holding on hope that it is, but a part of me knows like it's most likely all real, but we still got to see when the investigation is over. We covered it all tonight, Gino. We just I, I love this idea of just clicking around wrestling sites, watching a little wrestling, like just going for it. So think we about covered it all. I've had my fill of Gino for the night. Uh, we will talk tomorrow, though, on the whole effing show with Kevin Scampoli. Tomorrow is Ralph's fi uh, final Wednesday night practice, Gino. Do you even know what Wednesdays have been like? It's been at 5 o'clock. I get off work. I have to drive to, to Ralph's school, pick him up. Drive to his baseball practice. Get him changed. We we do baseball practice. Then seven is when baseball ends. I get my phone out. Put on Impact Wrestling on TBS, which is the worst fucking app that has ever been created. The TBS app. Uh, and then on the drive home, I'm watching Impact. We stop at Chick Fil A or In and Out to get him some dinner. And then we get home at like seven forty-five. And I finally get to sit down. Hopefully, I didn't miss much of Dynamite. And then I sit at this computer. And I'm watching live Dynamite and going back and like, did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? Did I miss anything? So that has been going on for the last nine weeks. So I'm very excited for that to be over. I'm really excited for it to be over for you as well. You can finally watch the first hour of Impact without having to worry about like going to Ralph, like the practice. And hopefully Ralph is going to be doing well with like actually getting home earlier. And I have to worry about like stresses of like practice 
Like, it's got not to a stress, You get to watch Gino. Impact without any worries. It's then a good you get thing. to watch Dynamite. Yeah, it's a good thing, Gino. It's not a sh- it, the stresses of practice. Like, no, he loves going to practice, right? Kids love sports, Gino. It's important. Maybe you can get into sport now. There's adult leagues of stuff. I might eventually look into, like, adult leagues or sports, but I guess you can find and watch Impact and Dynamite every Wednesday. It's going to be great for you. Oh, why do I watch Impact on Wednesdays? Is it on Thursdays still? Do they change it? It is Thursday, but you were saying Impact first. You, you go to, like, the car at 7 o'clock, and you put on Impact, you said. So, like, oh. you watched the last week's Impact, finally. Oh, thank goodness. So you, you kept making fun of me. You could have just moved on, but you wanted to keep picking at your boy here. So, yes, I get to watch Dynamite on the TBS app. And it's that app sucks, you know. It's so dumb. How come it like it, you have to click on West East West East a few times before it loads? Like it really doesn't know what you want the West feed or the East feed. Like no, I don't want to watch How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days, Gino. Everyone wants to watch that movie at least once. How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days absolutely worthwhile movie to watch at least once. Oh, it's life. fantastic. You should watch it again. Watch it twice. It's good. So, Gino, we covered it all. Thank you so much for being here. Let's ride off right, into guys, that glorious sunset. Well. We covered it inside yeah, and out. So, oh. Gino, have a good night, my friend. You too, ladies. Love you, man. That was Sonic underscore Gino, and he loves me. All right, You heard him say it. I heard him say it, at least. Thank you so much for downloading. If you're listening on the podcast feed, chobo.live slash vlitis on Tuesday nights. I go Geezy first, then I got uh, Gino with me. It's quite an event. When Gino goes on tangents like he went on tonight, it's quite a chore, but I love it. So I'll see you tomorrow for the whole effing show. And, uh, yeah, we did it. I got him puzzled like the crossword. Harvard, I'm nuts, George Washington Carver, but you can never pay a boss.